In this episode of the Backend Engineering Show, I'd like to talk about certificates. You know, those things that show up when you click on the padlock uh, icon on your browser when you visit a secure website. And uh, mainly what I'd like to talk about is why do they exist and the problems that they introduce uh, as a result, specifically to the revocation of a certificate when it goes bad you know certificates can go bad because the private key can get leaked or the certificate authority itself becomes shady or doesn't follow the rules anymore and we want to mark all its certificates as bad so we went we kind of fell into the pit of this problem of revocation and we try to solve it with many many solutions but most of them are are really hacky and and really just puts a lot of stress on both the front end engineering and the back end engineering community so i'd like to talk about all that right so i'll have some timestamp for you guys to jump into effectively i'll be mentioning a certificate uh, revocation list i'll I'll mention uh, authority revocation list. I'll mention uh, OCSP uh, protocol, online certificate status protocol. And then I'll mention the online certificate status protocol stapling. And then I'll finally mention what is really the best solution when it comes to uh, protecting and having a fully secure certificate. And what does that mean? How about we jump into it? Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on the show. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nazar. And this is the long-form content show uh, that is also a podcast that you can listen to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all that jazz. Go to HusseinNazar.com slash podcast to listen and make sure to rate the show. Thank you so much. And uh, there will be some time stamp guides uh, both in the show notes and on youtube if you're watching on youtube you can jump into the interesting part of the video why do we need certificates the main reason to keep the to keep from going into kind of the weeds or the details is the problem with connection management if i want to connect from a client to a server we use the ip address and the port to connect to an application right however these these two pair is not enough to establish that we are absolutely sure that we're connected to this particular server because someone in the middle could be looking out at our packets right and this is regardless whether there are encryption or not, because if, if there is a request 
which transform to a bunch of TCP segments in case of TCP, which goes into a bunch of IP packets. All this packets go through your router which goes through your router's isp which goes through many 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 other routers on the internet so they pass through many many hops until it reaches the final destination how can you make sure that nobody tampered with your data right how can you make sure that when a response came back no one actually changed it right you can't and the reason is this lack of identity we don't we don't know that this response that we have received is actually from the original server or not from someone who did a man in the middle attack using uh arp poisoning in a shady starbucks wi-fi or a hotel guest right you can't know that and this also includes encryption even even if you do encrypt the content, the request, the first request to establish the encryption using TLS, the TLS hello is unencrypted most of the time. There are solutions to do the encrypted client hello that might solve some of this, but still not 100%. But yeah, the request to encrypt goes through the attacker, right? So the attacker can just say, okay, I'll just respond back to you with an with an encryption response as effectively create two channels two encryption channels right so i'm going to terminate your encryption and then i'll serve you back with my own diffie element parameters effectively terminating the encryption and looking at everything so if you send me an encrypted request i'll decrypt it and then send it back encrypted to the backend server and the server doesn't know that the client is the one connected right it just it just knows that oh, someone is requesting this information doesn't know the identities this this goes back to both the client and the server we don't know the identities so what is the best way to introduce identities effectively authentication i want to know who i'm connected to what is something that the server or the client only have and no one else have private key public key infrastructure so if you generate a pair dedicated for you on the server a private public key you can encrypt with the private key and only the public key can decrypt it and vice versa as well you can sign something with a private key and you can verify it with the public key the private key is kept secure the public key can be public obviously and this is the trick when you use private public key infrastructure the problem is kind of solved now let's use the private key as a way to establish the communication so now hey this this is a good thing let's let's do the same thing again so when i send you a message right i have your public i have the server's public key here and then i'll send a message so when the server responds before it responds it adds a padding digital signature to the message saying hey by the way i'm gonna encrypt this thing that I'm about to send you with my own private key. Nobody else have it, but my public key will be able to decrypt it, right? So if the attacker receives this, is oh, it cannot do anything about it. It can try to change the data, but now the data doesn't match the signature. It will, and it cannot create its own signature because if it creates a new signature, it needs the private key, which it doesn't have. So now it passes back this way it passes back all the way to the client and the client will take the public key and then uh, verifies that the data is untampered but there's a big problem with that how does the client 
know the public key of the server you probably already asked this question while you're listening to this <laughs> the problem is they can't they have to be delivered right so how the moment you deliver the public key in the same message the attacker can just grab it and change it right because this the client doesn't know that this public key belongs to the server we have the same problem again we're in the same loop how do i know that this public key belongs to the server there is no link right so the, then the, then this becomes a problem so how do i deliver the public key that is me to the client so that they know this is actually me meet certificate so the, the the basic gist of certificate is uh the the server generates this private and public key they take the public key put it in the certificate and then signs it with a lot of other metadata like the domain and stuff like that and then signs this public key with its own private key and creates a signature right and then they ship this information right but you might say that's that's just dump that's the same exact thing that you just said because the certificate now hey uh, the attacker can do the exact same thing right the, cer the certificate itself they can take it oh it's a certificate the public key is signed boohoo I'm going to generate a new certificate. I'm going to put my own private key here and I'm going to self-sign it just like the server did with the private key and I'm going to ship it to the client. The client doesn't know that the certificate is from the server or from the attacker. So what do we do? Meet certificate authorities. We need someone third party to trust. <sighs> Unfortunately, we need a third party. Certificate authorities are, are, are entities that are trusted and so the server negotiates with the certificate authority and says okay here uh, here's my certificate with the public key in it hey i want you to very i want you to to kind of what is this put your stamp on it so the certificate authority does exactly the same thing it has its own private key and the public key and it signs the certificate right from the server which has the server public key with its own private key and now you need a way to trust the certificate authority. Now there is a something higher than the certificate authority called the root certificate. And the root certificate does exactly the same thing with the certificate authority up until, that's it. The root certificate is globally trusted and it's self-signed. Nobody trusts, nobody signs the root certificate. It's, it signs itself. But you might say, how do I trust this self-signed certificate, root certificate? Go to your computer, you'll see a list of all trusted root certificate can you trust them no you cannot <laughs> no you cannot because if you ship a laptop from china it will be shipped with some shady root certificate how do you know what's good or not you're at the mercy of whatever whomever these people decided to decide that these root certificates are trusted you cannot trust anything but let's say I'm being facetious. Is that all facetious? Facetious? Yeah, I think that's the right word. But you get my point, right? Let's assume we trust whoever the Windows who installed the operating system or Linux who installed the operating system with this list of root certificate, and we say, okay, we trust these guys. Okay. And now, when 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 this certificate travels, which is signed, is has a chain of trust, right? It will travel. And the attacker cannot do anything about it because even if it did create its own public key and private key, it needs 
a certificate authority to sign it, which nobody will sign because they know you're an attacker. They know you're not facebook.com. They know you're not google.com, right? And there's a way to kind of how you might say, how do I generate this certificate? There is a DNS way, the DNS way to generate certificate. And there is other ways as well. But yeah, so this this looks fine. This looks great, right? Right? What's, what's the problem with this? All of a sudden, now the client and server trust each other. And the client can do something like that, right? The client can also provide a certificate called a client certificate. So the server trusts the client, right? If you want a mutual TLS, MTLS, that's what they call it. If you want both uh, identity, if you want to trust, this is this is good for microservices specifically in the cloud. You you don't want just to trust the server. You want to also trust the client effectively. This only these clients can connect to me as a server. All right. We talked about why we need certificates, why they're good, right? They solve a problem that we genuinely have. Kinda, because certificates, just like uh, yogurt, they go bad. And what does that does that mean, Hussein? Do you mean the certificate expires? Yeah, they have an expiry date. Like, why don't you put an unlimited certificate with not expiry? <laughs> well, you cannot do that because if the private key, uh, are you guaranteed that the private key is going to last forever? What if the server got hacked and the private key got leaked? Well, that's a problem, right? Why is this a problem, Hussein? It's a problem because if the private key is leaked and the attacker got access to the private key, they can effectively keep the certificate. They don't need to change the certificate. Yeah, keep the certificate as is. They have the private key. All this message that is included with the certificate, they can change it all over together. They can put their own message. They can put their own Diffie-Hillman parameter. They can put anything and then sign it with the server private key because they have it. And this client will say, oh, let me verify this message. The message is, sure. The, private, the message says, hey, this, I must be talking to the server because no one else have the private keys at the server. Bad. So private key leaking is a problem. So we need to put an expiry date. So there, we put an expiry date. It used to be three years. We shorten it to at least one year. Uh, let's encrypt, put it, I believe, to three uh, three months, I believe, by default. Shorter the better. What if your one year or three year certificate didn't expire, but your private key got leaked before it expired? All of a sudden, the client cannot refuse this certificate. They, they look good. They didn't expire. But they are bad. Right? You need to revoke these certificates. And people found a problem with that because how, how do you tell that this certificate is now revoked, right? Even the server itself, so the server itself can just update it, but most servers don't know that their their private key is actually lead. So, so how does the client now trust? Because that's the client is the victim in this case. So the client needs a way to know that the certificate is, is revoked. The first solution that people came out, I think, just shot of the dark. Let's build a list. Let's build a list of and all the certificate uh, revocation list. We're going to call it C 
L R so forget the revocation C R L. It's a list of all the revoke certificates and it turns out to be a huge list because it turns out a lot of certificates are being revoked and not just because private keys are being leaked and i don't know if you heard about this attack that was called uh, this this flaw in OpenSSL, which is this this library that helps in this crypto stuff right the cryptographic uh, algorithm right and then generate these tls libraries and functions uh, it had a problem called heartbleed where uh, attackers were able to read the memory of the server and what's in the memory of the server precious beautiful things including the private key and not only just private keys you want to revoke the certificates because of private keys are leaked but certificate authorities are run by people and people are inherently some people are bad some people are malicious so certificate authorities go back so we need to a way to not trust certificates generated by bad certificate authorities right or certificate authorities are run by human human make mistakes so uh, oh i accidentally uh, uh, created a certificate for someone took that claim to be google.com accidentally well we know google.com are not this shady person living in the middle of nowhere uh, I need to revoke that. So mistakes happen, so you need to revoke it. So people created this idea of certificate revocation list. It's a huge list. So the client need to download this list. And every TLS session, right? I, I didn't mention that, but certificates are served with the TLS server hello. The server responds back with that so every ts session i have to check this huge list so now my 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 stuff is slow right and people now uh needed not only and they found out this this is growing huge and if a certificate authority turns out to be bad all their certificate thousands and thousands and millions of certificates now are also bad what do you do you generate these fine revocation list entries for every certificate that this shady certificate authority like i what was it called superfish i believe the certificate authority diginotar so they came up with another list called uh, the authority certificate uh, revocation list so another list just for the certificate authorities we know it's this solution didn't work didn't scale right because of this problems like i don't want to search this huge list and i don't, I don't want to consume bandwidth and then how do i update my list it's like this this list keeps growing by by the minute so i have to download the client have to download this list and check yeah okay so how do we solve this problem a new solution was proposed and people said okay let's put this list on the server let's let the client ping ask the um, centralized server if this certificate that i just requested from a server a third party server mind my i tell you let's ask this middle server third party uh, if this thing is revoked so now this is list bandwidth but it's more efficient bandwidth efficient 
and this is called the online certificate status protocol so there's a server that manages the state right off and we, you you the client will ask hey um I've, i just visited google.com and they gave me uh this certificate can you check if it's revoked all right they, they create an ocsp request and they ask this third party hey can you check this revoke hey i just visited uh, reddit.com can you check if this certificate is revoked hey i just visited uh, uh, facebook.com is this certificate revoked hey i just visited um, HusseinNasser.com is this visit is is this certificate revoked? Uh, you get the idea. What what do you notice now? I just visited uh, NastyGrandmas.com. Can you check the certificate? <laughs> I don't. I, I try to come up with the name. Can you check if the certificate is is a, is revoked? What do what do you notice? That your entire history of 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 what website you visited. Are in this third party <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose what is the privacy you don't have a privacy anymore this third party have a log of everything effectively mm, that's not good so the ocsp the online certificate status protocol people didn't like it because of this privacy so the so people invented a new thing called OCSP stapling. What is that? So instead of the client doing the instead of the client doing the OCSP request, let the server do the OCSP request. This way the OCSP request, let the server do it and let it let it attach the OCSP, the status of the revocation of its certificate as a proof that it wasn't uh, it wasn't revoked in the TLS uh, response and let us response back to us. So this way, I know that, oh, not only I got a certificate, I also got a proof that it was stapled. It is stapled, literally st staple it with a proof that it has not been revoked. And uh, this looks fine. This is nice. But now how does the server know when to do this does it do does it do it synchronously if it does it synchronously that means with the tls hello the server will pause because wait let me do let me let me before i give you the certificate you asked for the ocsp uh, stapling okay let me check with this third party i'll give you the response okay it wasn't revoked attach it and send it back that slows down things definitely Right? Because now the backend has to do this extra work. Right? That, that kind of sucks. The backend has to do work. It was the front end now, the backend has to do it. And that slows down the connection. And that's definitely is going to slow down connection establishment. And it's not good. So people now do it asynchronously. Right? So when the client asks for an OCSP stapling TLS extension, because that's what it is. It will asynchronously always do it on the backend and have it ready, right? Uh, and 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 when the, when a customer or when a client asks for it, it will attach it to the TLS server hello and then ship it back to the to the client, right? And then this seems to be solving a problem. Yeah, so we don't have this uh, delay anymore. But still, you're asking the, the server 
first of all, the server has to do more work. That's CPU, that's memory, that's bandwidth. And more all, you're asking the server to be connected to the internet. What? I don't want to server my server. Why do we need to connect to the internet? My server is a pri- this is a private thing. The whole, my backend is hidden behind a firewall. I don't want to expose it to the internet. You might say, why do you, what, what are you talking about? What, what internet? Well, where is this OCSP stabling thing? It's somewhere in the third party in the internet, right? You need to acquire this list, right? You have to open the port. You see the complexity where we're going. Why? Because of the certificate. So now, now you might say, Hussein, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run my own OCSP stapling server internally right you can and people do that a lot of a lot of you guys actually are cloud experts right you might have running your own certificate servers and you don't really need all that crap right you're you're all internal the whole thing is internal for microservices you really it's not really public but when it's public then it's then you get into the situation where the public internet needs to know about this thing the, right uh, the revocation list but yeah it gets just more complicated as you as you see so what's really the solution hussein well i think everyone agrees in the browser community that you need shorter certificates man i mean cloudflare is, is really the best when it comes to this thing cloudflare generates like two weeks certificates that's it. Recycle your private key all the time. Because these things, the private key itself changes. Uh, keep it changing. Sure. Because if you change your private key, not only you, you don't run into this revocation problem as often, because you don't really need to check for revocations. Like, who, who's going to get hacked in two weeks? Right? I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but the chances that it can happen very unlikely right and plus uh, you don't get the problem with a uh, forward uh, what is it called uh, you don't get the problem forward secrecy right when it comes to certain sessions i know the tls 1.3 doesn't have forward secrecy because it generates uh ephemeral symmetric keys right now it probably doesn't matter really because uh the the tls 1.3 has the it's fully uh, supports forward secrecy so uh, full forward secrecy I, I believe it's called so uh, even if you if you change your private key if you don't change your private key it, it generates ephemeral uh, symmetric keys all the time so uh, it, uh, unlike rsa right rsa the problem with rsa is it uses the private key as a a vehicle to generate the symmetric keys which causes obviously problems because once the private key is leaked not only you have access to the future but also the past conversation if you ever recorded them all right guys uh, that that's all for me really just keep your certificates short that's encrypt call flare things that the shorter the better and then be pragmatic when it comes to this revocation things because uh, if you enable these, I mean, IIS have these, these all these options. You can disable or enable OCSP uh, status protocol stapling. You can have it enabled or disabled. It, it's up to you. Nginx, uh, HAProxy, all these have this option 
to enable or disable OCSP stapling based on that. But now I think now that you know the fundamentals and the reasoning behind all of this crap, you you get to make your own choice. At least you understand what's going on at least. Thank you so much for listening slash watching. I'm going to see you on the next one. You guys stay awesome. Goodbye.